The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Accessing State of Search Live from Europe. Welcome to the home of the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Welcome to the state of search. Our hosts scope the entire search marketing space from Berlin to Bucharest, London to Lisbon, the Silicon Valley, and beyond. Search marketers from around the world discuss the latest headlines and issues in search engine marketing, social media, and more. WebmasterRadio.fm presents State of Search with your hosts, Boss Vandenveld and Roy Hoiskies. Hello, welcome to a special episode of State of Search Radio Show. Today we are going to be listening to several interviews we did on SCS New York 2012 with Lee Auden, Chris Boggs, Eric Eng, and Christian Hauksen. Uh, enjoy! It's SES New York 2012. It's Bus from the Belt State of Search for WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm here with Lee Auden, uh, who is uh, currently in the process of publishing his, uh, his book. Um, uh, welcome to SES New York. And are you, just, are you here for your book, promoting it, or are you also here enjoying yourself? Um, well, I'm definitely here enjoying uh, being a part of SES. Um, I've been on the advisory board for about four years and speaking here for longer. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, it's and New York's probably one of my favorite cities in the world. So it's kind of all this business pleasure mixed together. And I just happen to be promoting a book a little bit. Yeah, it comes out in a couple of weeks called Optimize. What's it about? Optimize is uh, not what you might think. Um, it's about optimizing for customer experience. So it takes a, a very holistic view of the notion that, okay, if we want to really connect with customers, we want to attract and engage customers, keep them around, what can we do to empathize with them? What can we do to understand their goals and pain points, map those things to a content plan, and then add search optimization, social media optimization, in terms of better connecting them wherever it is that they're looking for information. Um, so there's basically three key um, points, I guess, in the model is um, understanding how consumers discover content, with search, social, email, whatever. Um, also optimizing for that, and then understanding how they do, uh, consume content, long form, short form, video, images, whatever. What device do they use? That kind of thing. So optimizing for that. And the third thing has to do with optimizing for sharing and interaction. Not everyone's ready to buy. Certainly want to optimize for conversions. But we also want to make sure we're optimizing our content for easy sharing. Because there's a lot of people who will never buy our product and service, but they certainly know people who will. So we want to make it a natural and easy thing for them to do to pass it along to those other audiences. Um, could, could you say it's about also integration of all the different marketing channels and optimizing for that? Right. Well, because it's very customer-focused, it's definitely focused on a mix of channels and integrating search, social, and content especially. Very editorially focused in understanding what vehicles it will take to inspire the audiences, the specific audiences that you're after with specific problems to solve, to be pulled to your information as a solution 
the credibility that comes from your customers pulling themselves, as you do in search, but across different types of content is very, very powerful versus just pushing out through advertising. There's a, um, uh, it kind of seems that a trend in marketing is that it kind of gets closer to psychology. What's your thought on that? It is. It's absolutely the psychology, social psychology, um, understanding the behavior, like what's in the mind of the searcher. You've heard that expression before. You know, what's the, in the mind of the customer, right? What's happening in their life? What's, where are they in this stage of the buying cycle? And as I like to say, in the cu entire customer life cycle is what this, what Optimize is about. So what does that mean? You know, awareness, interest, consideration, evaluation, and purchase, but also um, retention and advocacy. So there's content that's appropriate for each stage in that cycle. And understanding the psychology as, at an individual customer level of what motivates them to action at each of those stages helps us optimize the entire customer relationship. And we use integrated tactics like search social and content to do that. Now from a sociological standpoint, we understand broader trends amongst groups of people. That's another opportunity that's touched on in this book. And I think search is so focused on individual conversions, they don't necessarily think about broader influence that's possible when you implement a strategic approach towards content. There's a lot of talk about a term which some people like and a lot of people hate, and that's inbound marketing. What do you think about that term? Well, the, the term, of course, is just a manufactured phrase by Brian Halligan and Dharma Shah to distinguish their software company, HubSpot, from others, right? The, the, the things that make up what inbound marketing is, people pulling themselves and all the channels they might use to pull themselves to brand's content, um, it's been around forever. <laughs> I mean, as long as people have been publishing stuff, folks have been referring it word of mouth and using technology to do so, whether it's a old bulletin board or whether it's email or whatever. So um, uh, bravo to them for coming up with something that's gained so much popularity. But does it describe, you know, what search marketers do exactly? I think that's for search marketers to decide. I don't use online. I use online marketing. Uh, that, but that's maybe my own branding purposes since we're top rank online marketing. But it's just, you know what? I think what we're all doing, it's marketing. I had a post about this recently. It's not SEO. It's, it's marketing. Come on. And that's what a lot of SEOs are doing is crossing over into other disciplines to get done that customer acquisition they're being hired for. And a lot of what they find themselves doing really comes down to fundamental marketing. So that's what I think about. I don't hate it. I don't like it. I, we're all marketers. You know, It's a bit hype. Well, it is a hype, but so is SEO. <laughs> wow. As a, as a term. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, that's going to be a headline. <laughs> SEO is a hype. <laughs> I don't. SEO is a core. I'll always be an SEO person, and I'll appreciate the ability to understand what it is people are looking for and then give it to them. To me, that's not just SEO. It's, it's core marketing. Finally, a little bit about yourself. You're, you, it seems like you're traveling a lot more around the world and speaking on, on different, different places. Um, um, is there, a is there a reason for that, or is it just because it just happens? To sure. Um, well, when people pay me, uh, it gets them on my radar to go and speak at, at different events. Um, but more so, the reason I'm speaking is simply to tell the stories about what my agency does. Um, I don't talk about my agency. I talk about how other people can use this point of view to make their own marketing better. And some people take that and run with it, and some people take that information and think, wow, I'd like some help. And that's all we've ever done. 
uh, for our marketing in the last 11 years. So um, I'm speaking at different events because the event itself is an opportunity for me to reach an audience I'm after. It is an opportunity for me to create content. Um, and it's also an opportunity for me to recruit new staff and lots of other things. So Great. And you'll be speaking at Fusion Max in Brussels, I think? Yeah, the Fusion uh, Conference in Antwerp, I think Antwerp, it is. Yes. Antwerp, Belgium, here coming up in May. Um, yeah, I'm going to be doing lots of events between now and then. And cool. yeah, we'll catch you there. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> so it's SES New York. This is Bas van der Belt from State of Search for WebmasterRadio.fm, SES New York 2012. I'm here with Chris Boggs. Um, how are you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Um, you're speaking here, of course. Uh, what are you speaking about? Uh, I am speaking here, and I just want to make a quick pitch for uh, SEO Rockstars on WebmasterRadio.fm, uh, which Darren and I co-host. Uh, I'm actually uh, chairing a uh, track of three sessions on search in and uh, search and social in regulated industries. So uh, we have three sessions: uh, one geared more towards like the high level, one geared specifically towards legal. Uh, restrictions and, and, and you know the FDA rulings and so forth here in, in the United States uh, related to uh, regula you know regulated industries and then the last one is about tactical and I'm actually speaking on that one I'm looking forward to it I'm talking about some uh, tactical uh, tricks uh, for uh, tricks of the trade for regulated industries uh, specifically when dealing with pharmaceutical sites and uh, and financial services sites what kind of tricks are you talking about well, um, you know, just uh, it's 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 come across uh, as as a result of it's it's proactive and reactive, right? So, with uh, the FDA coming out with certain restrictions and becoming a little bit more aware of what's going on online, um, you certainly have to cross your T's and dot your I's when it comes to uh, search. Uh, there's a lot of little rules that that, for example, with the pharmaceutical site. You know, if you're naming a drug, you have to give the uh, generic name right after it in the title. You know, things like that and, and, and ways that you can still get, garner uh, good and decent click-through rate. Uh, and, and the way that you can uh, construct the message within the meta description, which, as you know now, is uh, becoming a bit of an issue, especially with Google and their whole intent uh, type of uh, algorithm uh, trying to potentially change the way that they're describing specific uh, pages. So uh, lot, lot, lots of stuff going on. Uh, and also I'm going to be talking about linking and uh, you know some of the ways that, uh, especially pharmaceutical again, uh, limit themselves uh, in terms of getting deep links uh, to their websites. Does, as you said, there's a lot of rules. Do you think there are too many? Well, at this point, um, you know, it, it's very much like here in, in America, we had this whole SOPA and PIPA thing, you know, where the, uh, you know, certain members of Congress decided to put together a bill that addressed Internet, but unfortunately no one that really used the Internet or understood the Internet put together those bills, right? So I think a lot of the problem that we have is, uh, is with... Um, uh, sort of a fundamental misunderstanding of the way that search works, the way that the internet works, uh, and and some of the regulations that's being put against them, especially when sort of compared to other marketing mediums. So, how can we fix that? 
Well, I think it's education process. Obviously, I think uh, it would be great if you know Sempo, for example, if we had you know more, uh, you know, double, triple our membership. Maybe we could spend some money on, uh, on you know political action. Uh, it, it really comes down to educating the lawmakers. You mentioned Sempo, which you're chairman of, um, or how? What kind of role do you think Sempo, Sempo should have in the, all of this? Well, and to be clear, I'm pre I'm currently president of president, Sempo. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um, you know, Sempo, we want to be a lot of things for a lot of people, right? And and I think that one of our core goals should be to help uh, you know the industry identify uh, specific tactics, specific um, activities that you know that that happen, and and clearly outline. The uh, the actual things that are going to happen, the risks, uh, the the factors that will help improve, and so on and so forth. So, I think Sempo can, you know, be that educational arm, um, especially as we grow with our membership and potentially are able to, you know, do that in a more effective manner. Okay, are you staying up as uh, president? Uh, well, I just got reelected to the board, uh, so. Um, You know, once the board gets elected, which is a two-year term, then the board um, chooses a uh, executive committee. So uh, I may run for a different role this time. Okay. Um, uh, what are your plans for SES New York? Are you speaking? Are you doing anything else? Well, other than the track that I'm sharing tomorrow, uh, really just having a lot of meetings uh, with a lot of vendors out there. Uh, You know, there's some great, cool new technologies. Uh, meeting with Search Metrics, LinkedIx, a couple Euro sort of uh, based companies uh, that I'm very interested in what they've been doing, uh, and, and and just networking. You know, is that what SES New York is all about? Networking. I think it really is. It's one. It's one of the biggest opportunities, uh, especially underneath the incisive media umbrella. Uh, I would call this one of the two crown jewels of SES. So uh, it's a good place to do that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bas. We're going to be back in a minute with more interviews from SCS New York. Brasco, can you take us to the commercials? State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. In 500 yards, C-P-A-Way will be on your right. 
You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. Drop into the Webmaster chat room. Webmasterradio.fm. Clothing is optional. Webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. You're listening to State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. And we are back with interviews from SES New York 2012. Let's go back to New York City. So it's Basman Belt from State of Search for WebmasterRadio.fm on SES New York 2012. And I'm here with Eric Eng. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Enga. <laughs> Enga. Oh, great. That's even better because I'm, I'm Dutch, so that yeah, <laughs> kind of makes sense. Um, we're SES New York, and one of the main topics you are like an authority on is uh, how to mix search and social, and social media in that, uh, for that matter. There's still a lot of people trying to figure out how to combine the both. Um, should we even be talking about two separate things? Well, it's a great question about whether we should talking about them as separate things because there's definitely a, uh, a blurring of the boundaries, as it were. Uh, there's a lot of different ways in which social media uh, impacts uh, search, in particular SEO, uh, and uh, it, it also has a huge impact both to on the brand of your company as well. So there's a lot of different uh, uh, points of integration between the two. Um. Talk search, talk social. Um, Google's trying to get social into their search results. Uh, how do you think they're doing? Uh, well, uh, that's a that's a whole can of worms. That topic. Uh, uh, personally, uh, uh, they're pushing the envelope very seriously, in my opinion. Uh, um, to me, they look almost desperate in in the scope of what they're doing, and I actually admire the fact that. They're seeing that social is a wave that they missed initially. Uh, they understand the scope of it, and even though it's not an immediate huge impact on revenue, you know, that Facebook is doing well, isn't taking a lot of dollars out of Google's pocket, they're acting like this is an urgent issue. So I give them a lot of credit for that. Uh, to me, the degree of integration that we have with Search Plus Your World um, is beyond... Uh, what people really want from Google with that social platform at this time. That's just my, my take on it. Uh, but that being said, there are a lot of different things you can do to leverage uh, uh, you know, Google Plus and Search Plus your world for your business. Could you name a few? Uh, Why well, I never thought you'd ask. <laughs> um, so, uh, sure. So, the, the first surface level thing, of course, is... Uh, if somebody plus ones your uh, your page, some content that you have on your site or your home page or, or whatever it may be, uh, that does actually influence the search result for everybody that has that person in their circles, right? Um, the problem with that benefit is for most businesses that's fairly small, right? If you're Coca-Cola or Ferrari where you have hundreds of thousands of people 
who have you in their circles, um, okay, you're reaching a lot of people, and that, that has some leverage. If you're a smaller business, not so much, right? Uh, uh, but what can happen, even for the smaller business, is as people begin to plus one your content, um, uh, you can drive mentions, you can drive visibility, brand visibility, uh, and especially uh, you know, since I'm talking about small business now, uh, in a local area, you can have a pretty interesting impact with that. Um, not because each plus one acts like a link per se, but because the, uh, Google sees that you are getting those locally oriented endorsements, and that I think can help you with local related rankings. Is there a truth in what peop some people say that uh, it's a new link building? Uh, a little premature on that. I, uh, um, the, the, the general notion you're speaking to, I call the wisdom of the crowd. Does the wisdom of the crowd define the ranking? Um, there's very little evidence that there's a lot happening there just yet. Um, uh, you can see some specific instances. The problem for Google is there's a sparseness of data. Okay, So you can't really do as much as you would like to in treating it like a link yet. Because you know the number of people who are voting with plus ones is still small, right? So that's the biggest problem they have. Um, uh, I do think that there's a big role that uh, social media can play, not just Google Plus, but Facebook and Twitter, all three, in driving links for you by creating visibility to audiences, and then people implementing physical old-fashioned links. Yes, and to me, for a lot of businesses, that's where the big win is. Not, not everybody. I mean, again, Coca-Cola and Ferrari, they've got their own brand thing already well-established. They can get a lot of other things out of it. But if you're trying to build your brand, then, you know, that's the way I would think about it. If you talk about search results and the fact that people uh, show up in search results from, from people within their social circle, could you say that those people are kind of the new influencers? Uh, so, uh, um, yes, but how much influence they have depends on who has them in their circles and how important those people are. And if you're one of those people, well, now you have the potential for a huge influence, right? Uh, not that Ferrari does it, but if, if you, like, plus one some comment uh, content and then Ferrari saw it and then mentioned it, well, now you just get put in front of a lot of people. Uh, so there's no question that everybody essentially that's participating in social media is an influencer at some level. The only question is how big that influence is and how likely it is to spread. And I'll just give you one other example. Uh, uh, if you're Guy Kawasaki, right, and you plus one something, and somebody sees that you plus one'd it, they're more likely to place weight on that. Guy Kawasaki, because you have that trust and authority just in who you are. So how should, um, say I'm a small company and uh, I want to try to get a grip on influencers uh, and, and social media, where should I start? Well, I, I'm going to just presume for a moment, just for purpose of example, that you're a local business. And, uh, and so to me, I would look to the people in your community. Uh, so, uh, hey, By the way, great if you can get a major national person to say something nice about you. I'm not trying to talk you away from that. 
I'm just recognizing that for a lot of smaller businesses, that's going to be hard. Okay? So if you have the ability to do that, though, do that. But for a lot of people, it's going to be simpler to uh, get at the, the local influencers, right? Um, so, and think about it in old-fashioned marketing sense. You know, the mayor or the, the head of the state association of whatever it is you do. Uh, the local journalist. Find a um, local barber shop. Yeah. Yeah, so th- those are the kinds of things that I think that represent influencers in your market. And, and I'm thinking a little bit holistically here, so I'm going to just comment on that, which is that um, you have to differentiate the signals you see the search engines using now from the search engines you know, uh, the signals you know they must use over time. Okay? And I'm trying to play a little bit of both games here. Okay? And I know that as a small business, if all the influential people in my community... Uh, believe in me, then I'm going to weather whatever storm comes up in search engine land or anywhere else, right? Okay. Uh, great stuff. Um, where can we find more about you and this uh, specific topic? Uh, so uh, my website is www.stonetemple.com. Uh, I interview people on the blog, uh, major search engine personalities, uh, folks from Google and Bing all the time. I have one coming out on Rel Equals Author with a fellow called Sagar Kamdar in a couple of weeks. Uh, and I'm also the uh, co-author of The Art of SEO. So Great. that's where you can learn a little bit more about me. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So this is Bas van der Belt from State of Search for WebmasterRadio.fm on SES New York 2012. And I'm with Christian Hauksen, who has published a book, Christian. Uh, congratulations on that. Could you t- fill us in a little bit about what the book is about? Well, it's the first book about international search marketing. So we talk about all the biggest markets uh, around the world and the mistakes that companies do when uh, they are trying to use search engines to market, uh, if they're doing PR, pay-per-click. And it should be a helpful uh, uh, part of the arsenal uh, to make sure that that people actually are are getting most of their marketing efforts. It's co-written by Anne Kennedy, uh, a... uh, uh, a good friend of mine, so and it just got published. So uh, yeah. Um, what makes international search different from national search? Or? Well, I, I probably there are a couple samples that it's best to give. Uh, we, re, we we recently worked with a, a mobile company that was marketing mobile phones into uh, Germany, and uh, they w- had their pay-per-click campaign going, and they were targeting uh, all kinds of German uh, words that were related to mobile, but they forgot the, the biggest one, which is handy. So the Germans use handy for mobile, uh, actually more than they use mobile. Uh, and if you direct translate mobile phone uh, in German, it, it will give you that particular word, uh, mobile, uh, whatever. And, uh, and, but the, the thing is that they use a slang word, which is handy. So things like that. But then there's a bigger picture, like the culture, different, like how people see different things in the way that they uh, uh, search, the way that they, they, they use the internet in, in engaging. Uh, the French are different from the Germans, the Germans are different from the, from the Spanish, the Swedish are different from the Norwegians. And, and generalization, like uh, uh, Americans are often, and, and, and excuse, excuse me taking that as a sample, often use, like for example, if, if, if you are from Scandinavia, that kind of is Norway, Denmark and Sweden. But all these countries are very different from, and, and specifically Finland also, if you take that into uh, the Scandinavian region, they don't belong there, but, but these four countries are often mistakenly thought of as one or, or very similar, but they're not. They're very, like, dissimilar. They are, they are, they, you have to think about them individually. 
Um, what's the biggest mistake people make when it comes to international search? Generalizing, that's basically it. Taking uh, the biggest mistake that an English-based, English-language company does is just take the website and try translate it, not localize it. There was a, there was a guy, I think Mikkel, Mikkel, uh, 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 Dennis Mortensen, who used to work at Index Tools uh, and then with Yahoo, Yahoo Analytics. He found out that, that, that the About Us page touched about 25% of the revenue for e-commerce websites. And if you think about it from another point is that um, Germans, for example, look for security when they want to do e-commerce. The Dutch are similar. Uh, the Swedish will look for endorsement of the products. Uh, the Italians might look for uh, branding or layout of the website. So all this needs to be echoed. So if you take an English About Us page and try to translate it, you might actually be missing out because you are focusing the translation on the English audience while it should be focused on the audience which you're targeting, whether that is China, Japan, Germany, Iceland, I don't know. Now, now most businesses are like, that's too much work. Why should we do that? If we just translate it, it'll be enough for just a few people who go, go there. Well, the, yeah, well, it's, it's the question about the ROI in the end. I, I haven't worked for a company yet that hasn't got the ROI needed to justify that effort. And I would say test it first. Do a couple of tests. Start with small portions of the website. Like, uh, let's say if you're a car rental, for example, and, and, and you, are, you have your website in English, but you want to target the Japanese. So at least have the about us page in Japanese, the basic information uh, about, about the car rental in Japanese. So try to think about it from that point of view. And then slowly start to look at the ROI. Are more Japanese people starting to book cars? And if that seems to be the case, then start uh, translating the, the booking process and, 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 the, and the process of, of communicating with, with the potential prospect. So in the end, you need to ask yourself, instead of saying it's so expensive, you need to think about what's the ROI. Um, you also organize a conference, the Reykjavik International Marketing Conference, yeah. that has gotten quite a name. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the conference? Because it's a special one, right? It's yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, it's a special one. You can say that it's a it's a small conference. Uh, it's it's a conference that is focused on the attendees. Uh, we get limited seats. Uh, the speakers are selected specifically based upon uh, uh, the topics that I'm trying to uh, give, uh, trying to echo. Uh, this year we had uh, a uh, a topic was 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 you're not in control. And we had fantastic keynote, Eli Pariser, who I recommend highly. Uh, he wrote a book called The Filter Bubble. And, and, and if you haven't read that, read that one. And then I had some good speakers from, uh, um, uh, from Microsoft, uh, from uh, BBC, uh, from uh, Adobe, and, 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 and Bill Hunt, and a couple of really good speakers that came. But the core, of the, the, co the, core of the, the core essence of that particular conference was that we are not in control. That the, that, the, that the audience, the, the, the consumer, is actually not in control in regards of the content that they're getting. It's being controlled by those who know how to, I don't want to say manipulate, but know how the search engines work, and therefore they get visibility. It's a strange world. Uh, uh, social media is having an impact, and we are definitely ex experiencing something that is changing fast. And I think that the guy from Facebook, Charles Stout, said it perfectly we are only 1% into the journey. And actually, I think we're less. We are pioneers in, 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 in marketing. We are the Gutenbergs. All, we are all in this industry, small Gutenbergs, that are trying to impact an industry. So we are like kind of inventing the printing machine of the future, kind of, if, if you get my drift. Very much. Yeah, yeah so, so the, the key thing here is that we need to understand whom we are influencing and, and where we are going. And, and this is a little bit what it was about. Right.
thank you very much, Christian, and good luck at SCS New York. Uh, once again, before the end, um, what's the title of your book? It's called Global Search Marketing. Global Search Marketing, and it's out, and it's out now on yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Thank you very much. So that was it, people. Uh, great interviews from SCS New York 2012. I hope you enjoyed it. You can listen to them all back on webmasterradio.fm, of course. And we'll be back with a regular show next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.